0: Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force's Federal Law Enforcement Agency.
1: I'm Hannah, his daughter, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I have always been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to True Crime Archives. I'm back to doing the introductions the right way. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. We're just going to have a normal conversation today with this one. We're just gonna, It's going to kind of be like our normal yes. pre-podcast conversations yep. where I'm going to tell you about this and you're going to respond or give me in the moment responses all right and this is kind of it kind of parallels the first case we did it's kind of i don't want to say similar but it's kind of it has some like similarities Mm -hmm. in it tracy burke was a 30 year old mom of three in 2007 she was married to brent burke who was a sergeant in the army stationed at fort campbell campbell sorry fort campbell campbell in in kentucky They had been married for just five years and had, had two children together, a son and a daughter, but she had also had um, a, another son from a previous marriage. In 2007, which is where our story is taking place, Tracy, around the beginning of 2007, had told Brent that she wanted to get a divorce. He had just gotten back from a deployment, and she ended up moving in with her ex-husband's mother, Karen Comer in Rhineyville, Kentucky, which was about 140 miles away from the base where he was staying, which was Fort Campbell. Fort Campbell. Geez, I can't say that word. To September 10th, 2007, Tracy and her kids are living with her ex-mother-in-law. And around, it's like super late at night, someone breaks into the back door and comes in and shoots Karen Comer first, and then they... Go and find Tracy, and they shoot Tracy. Now the kids are still awake, and they're still in the house, and the oldest son is witnessing all of this, and he sees all of this. Now the person leaves. And How old is he? At the time, nine. The stepson is nine, and then
0: uh, that's her stepson.
1: Sorry, that's Brent's stepson. Sorry, okay. that's her son. That's her, her son. oldest okay. son, right? Sorry, mm. sorry for the confusion. Her oldest son is nine. Uh, the middle one is four. The other the her other son, and then her youngest daughter was just a few months at this time. So in the early morning of September 11th, 2007, Tracy's oldest son that I just mentioned, he actually calls 911. So they had just been hiding out in the house. They were scared all night. And he calls the police and it's it's just a heartbreaking phone call. And he tells them that his mom and grandma had been shot the night before and they'd been waiting in the house all night because he was that he was just so terrified. The 911 operator is, you know, appalled and you can hear it in her voice. She's like you've been alone in the house. Police immediately go to the house and when they arrive they see that there has been it looks like a break in the back door is like a glass door and it has like it's been broken in. And they find some shell casings from um, you know, the bullets, but there's no blood or DNA. Or really any other evidence other than that. They, you know, upon examination, believe that the weapon was a 9 millimeter handgun. Um, and really all they have is talking to the boys. So they talk to her oldest son. And he tells them that he didn't really know who it was that came in the house. But that he recognized it was like a camo jacket. One that looked like had been in his stepfather's closet. But apparently they, like, they make a really weird comment where they say that they don't find one like that either at his mm-hmm. barracks or in the house, which I thought was weird because it's all camo, like the uniforms yeah, so all camo, right? right so he's
0: active duty. Yeah. And what year was this? This is 2007. 2007 so yeah, camo was, yeah, okay.
1: Like, but it's still kind of all camo. Mm-hmm. I feel like a nine-year-old would recognize that and they, they should have found it a camo jacket. I just thought that was weird because he was in the military.
0: All right. He says uh, he, he's saying, okay, go ahead and finish and we'll talk about the witnesses.
1: So yeah, he's just saying he, at first he says, you know, I don't know who it is. Um, but I recognize, you know, the, the camo jacket. And then they go and interview the little boy. And I guess the, the four year, the four year old. And I guess the, the little boy says, Oh, you want to talk to me about how my daddy killed my mommy? From there on, just the um, the oldest son ends up changing his story and saying that uh, he recognized his stepfather's voice. So, like, I guess the person who had entered had told them to, like, be quiet and, like, go sit down somewhere or something. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, it was definitely Brent. It was definitely my stepfather. It sounded like he, would like, muffled his voice. But I could definitely understand and recognize that it was him. You look like you were going to say something.
0: Nope. Taking notes. Oh. <laughs> so his st- so it's the oldest son, so his stepfather is the military member. Yep. What's his name again?
1: Stepfather? Yeah.
0: Brent. Oh, Brent. It's Brent
1: Burke. October of 2007, Brent is arrested. So the police are kind of looking at everything that they have, and, you know, they're going through a divorce that Brent didn't want. He didn't want her to leave. He didn't want to have a divorce. So... They're really not looking at any other suspects at this point. They're looking at it was her and her ex-mother-in-law where they were staying was murdered. And, you know, the kids were fine. They were left alive. And the kids are saying that it was him. And it really can't be any other person. They're saying the kids are saying that they recognized a military person, so to say, so to speak. So they arrest Brent in October of 2007 really just based off of, I feel like, a nine-year-old and a four-year-old's.
0: So there's a little bit of motive there, right? Yeah. Because he didn't want to get divorced. His wife wants to divorce him and he doesn't want to get divorced, so he's angry about that. A little bit of motive there. Okay, so the nine-year-old when, you said he changed his story?
1: it's That's what it kind of seemed like. Because at first in the 911 call, he says he has no idea who it was. Mm-hmm. And he for a little bit says that. And then he says, you know, the next statement is, I recognize like the camo jacket like I had seen before in my stepdad's closet. Yeah. And then he says, no, I recognize the voice. I recognize the voice. Did he say that
0: after the four-year-old said, oh, you want to talk? me about how my
1: it seemed like that yeah
0: all right where were they all hiding together
1: yeah the, the kids were all together he was he he was saying to the 911 operator that he was like with them and kept them together they were hiding because they were afraid and that's why it took him so long to call 911
0: do, do you know if they had child forensic interviewers doing the interview
1: uh, I don't think it was a specific. It didn't seem like it was. It seemed it like it was pr- just the detective. What
0: year was this again? Two thousand Yeah, they probably had child forensic interviewers. Is a specific. It seemed certification like it was... training you get for to to interview children of that age because <laughs> you have to establish first you have to establish with the child if they understand the difference between right or wrong and there's right. some things you do you do with that, you you know, uh, drawing pictures, things like that. So,
1: There's an episode um, on TV uh, that you can watch about this. And the detective who spoke to the kids mm -hmm. talked. And it didn't say, I didn't see that it said that Mm -hmm. he was specifically a child. Uh, What did you call it? Child
0: forensic interviewer.
1: Yeah, it didn't seem like he was. They could have had another Mm -hmm. one. They just didn't say it. He was the only one that was speaking and he was the one that said.
0: And, a child again interviewer would have also kind of teased out whether or not they spent the whole night talking about this or, or not. You oh, you like know what the I mean? three kids together? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously the, the, the newborn isn't going to... Um,
1: right, or well, the two. Yeah, right.
0: Jeez, uh, was that baby crying through the night? That must have been... That, this nine-year-old must be just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brave. So, okay, so they have... They arrested him... Let me ask you this: I don't understand why would he need to break into his mom's house?
1: So it's a no, so it's not his mom's house. It's Karen Comer is Tracy Burke's ex mother-in-law. Oh, so I ex- said at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. okay,
0: okay, I'm, I'm tracking. All right, yeah. All right, so all right. her
1: oldest son. So this. Wow, so that's the, weird, huh? So the oldest son. Well, it was because. she's just a wonderful person that's the mother of her grandchild she's like you're going through a divorce okay absolutely come in and we'll find i've through some of the research there was a lot of things that said that their marriage wasn't the best Mm -hmm. that brent burke wasn't the greatest that he was a little kind of threatening her dad says that he wanted to come get her he you know kind of felt like this was going to happen so I think, you know, the ex-mother-in-law was like, absolutely come stay with us. We're two and a half hours away from the base. You're the mother of my grandchild. They had a good relationship. So it was two and
0: a half hours away from the base. Yes. Okay. They probably did that too. They probably did a little background on the police and found out that, you know, maybe he was abusive and that that kind of thing. Who who'd you say, the father or the father in law? The ex father in law her father said Yeah, yeah. he
1: wanted to come get her. He was talking to her. He didn't they didn't feel like she was safe.
0: Yeah, so they've had that conversation. She Mm -hmm. wanted a divorce. He didn't want a divorce. There's a little bit of um a motive there. And the oldest son, you know, kind of says, Hey, he had a a camo jacket just like my dad. That that's a little bit circumstantial. Mm -hmm. And then the, the four year old had a um you know, he, he had an utterance um, that, I, I mean, the way he just spouted that, you know, just he, shouted that out and said, oh, you came to talk about my daddy killing my mommy.
1: And they say, like, he he says he recognized the military man like it was his mm-hmm. dad. And I just. Like, oh, and then, not, the
0: voice, then the voice. Then the voice. So the nine right. year old. OK.
1: Aside from the voice, though, I just want to say, like, I'm not trying to minimize anything that these kids went through. But I do want to say as having grown up seeing a lot of living on base it's very easy to mistake you guys in uniform yeah, I've, no, I I've, mis- that, yeah. I've mistook a lot of people for you in uniform over the years when I was younger mm-hmm. so it it just listening to them describe it, it it's sad hearing it because
0: I, but I see how they they key in on yeah on the, um her husband right because right a, a, and and you know, there's a little bit of motive. Um, so there's no fingerprints at all?
1: No. And the other thing that is kind of, you know, suspicious. So they believe that it's a 9 millimeter handgun that mm-hmm. was used. And Tracy's father actually says that back in April he had given Brent a 9 millimeter handgun.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, all circumstantial, but this is right. all adding up. And then the 9-year-old the says, no, no, I, I recognize... My stepdad's voice right it was he, him.
1: he said it sounded like the person was trying to disguise his voice a little bit, but no doubt it was him. That's what he ends up saying at mm-hmm. trial.
0: It's gonna be tough to get through a trial,
1: yeah, we'll get there,
0: oh okay, <laughs> but it's gonna be tough to get through a trial,
1: yep, also part of his so I'm like kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but part of like his alibi, mm-hmm. he was on duty that night, and he was set to get off at ten thirty, yeah uh So that's September 10th. He gets off at 10:30. He got back to his barracks rooms, according to his roommate. He got back to his barracks at 11:30. Not sure why it took him an hour to get back, but okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, so he's living in the barracks now.
1: Yeah. So she she asked for a divorce and she moved moved out of on base housing, mm-hmm. and so he had to move back to the okay. barracks. Right.
0: Yeah. So he's pissed. How old is Michael?
1: Th- around 30 years old okay i didn't he, right. i didn't do too much into him because he's not yeah. really important <laughs> she yeah. was 30 though i said okay so he leaves his room again and he isn't seen again until 6 30 a.m september 11th mm-hmm. when his roommate comes back from pt and says he's like yeah. asleep so that's 11 30 p.m to 6 30 a.m he has unaccounted for
0: yeah that's like he, i said he can't tell anybody where he was or he didn't even talk
1: I forget what he ends up saying because it wasn't important because mm-hmm. it wasn't a big part of it. But it is 140 miles between the base and Raineyville where she was staying. It's about a two and a half hour drive. He comes out and makes a statement that it makes no sense. There was no way for him to be able to drive there and back and commit the murders and still have time. And he ends up saying that's what he ends up going with. But he
0: how, how many Um, what was his time missing again?
1: So, from 11.30 p.m. September 10th to 6.30 a.m. So, what is that? Seven hours? September 11th. No, that's... Seven um,
0: hours? No. Nine hours.
1: That's Seven hours.
0: 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 330 4.30, yeah. 6.30. <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? I'm over here writing some notes down. So, <laughs> seven hours, right? Yeah. Seven hours. So it's two and a half hours one mm-hmm.
1: way? It ends up being, yes, two and a half hours one way.
0: So that's... um, And
1: there's probably pro- not fi- going to be any traffic. There's
0: five hours travel time, right? Yep. And that gives you two hours to park, maybe sneak up in the house, go in, kill the two. And then it, that's definitely doable. Yeah. Yeah. So the police are putting all... And the prosecutors are putting all this together. And they said, you know what? We believe it's him. We're gonna we're gonna run a case. So and there's not. So they hit. They didn't have any. What, how did the window get broken? Or was it was it one of them wooden doors with windows? Is that what it was? Or
1: the the picture that they used. I don't know if it was the actual picture, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was. It looked like it was like the wooden, but it had like a big panel. Okay. In the middle, and that was like put, broken in.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Okay. All right. And. You know, he probably did like they did in TV, wrapped up his hand or something. Probably had gloves on.
1: But also, like, what's weird to me is he knows them. He didn't, he could have gotten in that. Like, she was awake, it sounded like, Mm. that Karen Comer, the the homeowner. And he knows her. I don't, I guess they didn't like him. It sounds
0: like he probably wanted to plan this out, make it seem like a break-in or something. Yeah. All right. When they arrested him. Did they do any searches of his room or anything, or his car? Find a gun?
1: Yeah, they they did all the searches. They didn't find anything. That's where they say they didn't find, um, like the matching jacket that the stepson described. So they don't they don't find anything in those searches. In, in
0: 2007, he doesn't have like camouflage uniforms. That's his... what
1: I'm saying. That's he you, they, yeah. He had to have, but yeah. I guess maybe it wasn't the right. You know how you guys you guys all have each branch has a different shade and yeah. different style maybe it yeah. wasn't the different style style that's the only thing I but think the of. dad
0: testified that he gave him a gun tracy's father does yeah. say yeah he does say that he okay. gave him, that gun. Gave him a says, gun brent says
1: brent says though he says it wasn't a nine millimeter that his father-in-law gave him it was a 38 and that he had actually given the gun to tracy but no weapon has ever been found,
0: and obviously Tracy denies that. Oh, she's dead. Um, and but they didn't find one anywhere in her belongings. Right. They the never dad, found any gun. The dad would know what kind of gun he gave him. So okay. Right. All right. They're gonna now they got him arrested and they put the case together and they got to take him to court. It's gonna be tough. It's oh, gonna be tough.
1: You can say that again. Yeah. So September two thousand nine is gonna be the first trial okay listen i said first trial this is two years after the murders and this ends up being a mistrial this this trial is a mistrial because in the middle of it it comes out that a 14 year old kid had actually been going around confessing to the murders and the prosecution did not inform the defense and what is that referred to what is that's that?
0: discovery so right. it's it's potentially exculpatory mm-hmm. information and you have to disclose exculpatory information. They probably had a reason that they didn't do it. It was a bunch of young kids that were doing it this. It was
1: a 14-year-old kid that was going around confessing to the, the murders. Yeah, even though they, the prosecutors
0: probably thought it was BS, right? Mm-hmm. They said, this is this is malarkey. This is BS this is nothing and brushed it off and didn't mm-hmm. think anything of it, right? But to a defense attorney that's going to try to get his guy off of yep. um, a murder charge, he says, wait a minute, I heard this. This is... This is reasonable doubt. Yeah. This is reasonable doubt. You didn't get... And and then the judge looks over probably and says, did you give him this information? Did you know about this information? Yeah. Did you give him? No. Mistrial, right?
1: Yep. So she declares it a mistrial. So that's September 2009. So January of 2010, they're going to have their second trial. This ends up also being a mistrial because Brent's stepson Ended up getting sick and couldn't testify. And he's really the star witness here because he's the oldest one. I don't
0: understand how that's a mistrial, though.
1: I don't understand either, but I.
0: Oh, probably. Oh, So probably they requested an extension. These are all prosecution questions, Mm -hmm. so I'll do my best. Probably they requested an extension. and The judge says, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. Do you have your witnesses? And they said, no, we can't. We can't produce them. Okay, you can either drop the charges, or I'm going to do a mistrial. And they weren't going to drop the charges, probably. So nope, they did not. Yeah.
1: So it ends in a mistrial. Now, August 2010, we're going to have the third trial. This does go to a jury. His stepson is able to testify. Both they have both of his uh, the stepson and his son testify. Mm-hmm. And this trial goes to a jury. However, it hangs. It ends in a hung jury. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean?
0: They can't, they can't reach a verdict. They couldn't and, all degree, agree. And, you know, this happens and the judge might have said, get back in there and don't come out until you have a, a verdict. And they just, somebody is stuck. At least one person is stuck mm-hmm. on the fact that, that they don't think, uh, he, he. well, I don't, do you know which way it went? Like a hung jury? Um, it didn't say yeah, which least, way it went. It didn't at, say. At, le- at least one person didn't like him for the murder and couldn't get off of it. So. That, because as
1: we know, In our country in civilian court, everyone has to be unanimous, right? Yeah, 12. Yep, that's
0: important. So all this means is, okay, it's a hung jury, you know, and everybody goes home and he's still under arrest and the prosecutors have to put together uh, another case or another trial or they can drop the charges, I suppose, at that point.
1: Well... They are going to put together another trial. They also are going to have one of the neighbors testify. He says that he heard four or five gunshots and glass breaking around 10 30 p.m. So, this is going to be helpful for the defense because if you recall, 10 30 p.m. is when he was getting off. And yeah, he was seen pretty, again.
0: That's pretty important.
1: Right. However, Tracy's father says, no, this house is close to a gun range. You hear shots and glass. You hear those noises all the time. Did he testify too? It didn't say if he testified. He seems like to
0: be a key person. He yeah, he he talks a lot. He gave the bad guy a gun, and he says, "No, it's near a gun range." Why? Why didn't they have him testify? testify? Uh, Okay, he should have testified. Yeah. Okay. So
1: March of two thousand eleven. This is going to be this trial. This is the fourth trial. Okay. So if you're if you're keeping up, we've got four trials. First two are uh, mistrials. This last one was a hung jury.
0: And these are in civilian court, this right? This is in
1: civilian court.
0: Because it happened off off the base, off the post. Right. And he was arrested by the local police. Okay. Which,
1: if you guys remember in our first episode, I, I did ask that question, right? I said, why was he tried in civilian court right. if he was on duty?
0: Yeah, because...
1: Well, that was a little different. He was reserves, it, I guess.
0: So, um, he, this guy's active duty, right? Right, he's active yeah, duty. but it happened off base mm-hmm. in fact two and a half hours away from um yeah the base so the the local police have jurisdiction now i'm sure army cid mm-hmm. joined up and assisted and followed it and monitored it and, i mean and to
1: check his barracks and stuff yeah like when they yeah, were doing they, a they barracks probably check.
0: they probably joined joined the investigation yeah. so all right, so this is the fourth one.
1: Fourth one. So this ends in a hung. Well, yeah, as well. this neighbor's
0: saying, coming in and saying yeah. this stuff. It, you just have to prove reasonable doubt, right? You know, and and for yeah. the defense, and could have it been the, also, the killing at ten thirty? It could have been, is what the, what they probably argued.
1: But also, what I'm thinking about is now this is this is March 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. The murders happened in 2007 and the key the key witnesses for the prosecution were a 4-year-old and a 9-year-old at the time that it happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how old are they now? How good really is your memory?
0: Well, we know, we've talked how? about this. We know that that witnesses witness testimony is really the best and the worst at the same yeah. time and it erodes over time. Mm-hmm. And so can you imagine so the 9-year-old is Thirteen now, right?
1: I yeah, I can't map yeah, right, we can't right now. 12, 13. Yeah, 13. yeah. So and the, the four year old seven.
0: But they still Eight. have their they still have their testimony from, you know, from four years previously, right? So they they will help walk them through it.
1: Yeah, and I also they
0: deem them credible, and they deem them to have the ability. To testify, and then then it was being truthful and honest, and they knew what they were talking about, and they were good witnesses. So,
1: I guess yeah, if their story didn't change, yeah, much, and you that know, if it's, a, if it's a
0: small town department too, you get excited too, and you get blinders on, but it uh, doesn't sound like a strong case, right? All right,
1: not at all. So this ends the fourth uh, fourth trial ends in a hung jury. Now after this trial, this is when the hardened Commonwealth attorney Chris Shaw decides to drop the charges. So, so
0: it was it was like the district attorney then, right, yeah, the local, yeah, yeah, okay,
1: the Commonwealth, yep, he says, we're just gonna we're gonna drop the charges, we've tried four times,
0: oh, the state's attorney, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so he just says, okay, charges dropped, release him from jail, and turn him over to the military,
1: right, because he so the way they explained it is that he was never officially processed out of the military, no, he's still on but, active duty right, right, because
0: because remember, due process. Right. Mm -hmm. You you're you're, obviously he could obviously he was in jail because he couldn't make bail or something, probably. Yeah. Uh, So I'm assuming. Yeah. You're innocent until proven guilty. And, you know, they they when you're in jail, by the sergeants
1: pay in 2007.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Was it
1: E4, E5? I don't know what the army is, but
0: he was a sergeant. Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing. The one time that they stopped. There's a couple times they'll stop your service and then start it back up. If you desert, if you're a deserter, go AWOL, or if you go to jail, mm. some gotcha. Yeah, so so that four years, like technically, he he is going to owe the army four years.
1: Ah. Uh. Oh, so like even if he mm-hmm. was proven he was in in, so even if he was proven innocent and got back out, he would still owe them four years, That's or if a, they just uh, or if they dropped the charges and the arm, army decided not to,
0: yeah, I think they they I think he'd still owe if them. If I four recall, years. if you're in jail, your time stops and it has to start all over again, even so, if you're yeah. proven innocent. Yeah, I think so. That's I, interesting. Yeah, I have to go look that up now. I can't. Uh, it sounds I like I want to know. You'll have it to. It sounds we'll have like, to Get yeah. back to everyone. It sounds That's like interesting. It sounds like. Jail was one of the um one of the reasons that, that they could, could do that.
1: If you're in, like, a coma or something, can they do that, too? If you get, like, injured or no, something? oh it's different.
0: different okay, different
1: I was going to say, that's crazy. All right, so that.
0: they turn him over to the Army. Yes. They, they, well, he belongs to the Army anyway. Right. So, so they return him to Fort, return Fort Campbell. They return him to Fort yeah.
1: Campbell. At nine days. He's literally out for nine days. And they, they look at all the, the evidence, and they decide that there is enough to arrest him. Mm-hmm. And so they arrest him, and they're going to bring charges. They're going to do a court-martial.
0: Right. Two different—I know the question you're going to ask. These are two different court systems, and it's not double jeopardy Mm -hmm. because he wasn't convicted Mm -hmm. in the civilian court. Mm -hmm. All right? If you get convicted in the civilian court, then the military will uh, begin administrative procedures to— Kick you out of the, the the service, right? Oh, that's that's not okay. That's not like double jeopardy. But in this case, he wasn't convicted, mm-hmm. so it's not double jeopardy. And I believe you're going to tell me they found some new evidence, maybe.
1: Uh huh. uh I want to mention though. So when I was I was I watched the show, and they had footage of his investigation. In, I, I'm assuming it was was it Army CID that was interrogating him, or maybe was it OSI. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it was probably CID. Yeah.
1: He, the, so the investigator is looking at him. He goes, "Don't lie to me. I'm a freaking federal agent." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really funny. Just made me think.
0: Now, <laughs> right? Because they'll probably bash on the small town cop, saying, "This is different. <laughs> this is the big time." It was hundred percent the
1: way he said it in the yeah. tape. He goes, "Listen, you you lied to them. Don't lie to me." I was yeah. like, Whoa.
0: Now. What they could have done, because they don't want this guy, they probably don't want this guy around, right? He's not yeah. good for you know, his credibility issues, things like that. They could have decided to discharge him. Yeah, you know, they
1: talked about that too. You know, about the differences.
0: They could have decided to, to discharge him. Good order and discipline is a is a a thing that they use. You're not you're not you're they failing to that. meet the 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 standard of good order and discipline uh you're not a productive member of the army so yeah. thank you for your time
1: they mentioned that in the little documentary thing mm-hmm. too they also said that you know it was a horrible crime that was mm-hmm. seemingly committed by one of their own and against a military spouse who they hold you know up to high standards mm-hmm. too and high importance now in he, might, military have, family, he so. might have got an
0: honorable discharge right because you can't but, but he was never punished. He was never convicted. Mm-hmm. So there's no double jeopardy thing. And it's a whole total different court system. Right. All right. So, so they're going to take him to court. They're going to prosecute him or they, try to. Yep. They arrest court-martial. him. court-martial.
1: They do. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the panel first, and then I'll talk about the new evidence that you mentioned. You're okay. going to keep everyone on their toes still for the new evidence. This is something I learned, because uh, we didn't really get to talk about this in the first one, because the first case we talked about, he was tried in civilian court. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so... There is instead of a jury, it's called the panel, and I guess whoever is being tried, you can choose for it to be. Now you're gonna have to help me with the verbiage. Either enlisted or officers, right? I don't know. They said said NCOs at one point, but that always confuses me. But you can I guess choose either enlisted or officers. So he chose seven senior officers, including a colonel. And what's interesting about this, like I said earlier, in a civilian court, the jury has to be unanimous to come to a verdict. But in a court martial, you don't have to have a unanimous decision, right?
0: I knew you were going to freaking ask this, so I'm, I'm trying to refresh my memory. So <laughs> <Sorry>. hold on.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I did the research. I, sa- I found it. So I'm just saying like, right?
0: <laughs> give, me, give me a second. right? Because so what was your question? Which I
1: mean, think? not really a question. I'm just saying something that I thought was interesting. I brought up the panel and the seven senior officers. He chose seven senior officers, including a colonel. It was just interesting, and it doesn't have to be unanimous. Aren't you supposed to know this information? I, I don't
0: remember. <laughs> That's why I said, should I better start looking it up? Right? Hannah's going to ask this, because there's different types of court-martial, too. Oh, is there? Yeah, we're not going to get into that.
1: I didn't know that either. I'm not going to get into that.
0: Okay, so just FYI, Hannah, so there's different types mm-hmm. of court-martials. There's a general court-martial, and you have to have a minimum of at least five members, right? If you choose to be tried by a court um, composed of members and not a judge alone, you can actually pick a judge. That's what you just said, right?
1: No, I said you can pick uh, between enlisted or senior officers okay, or yeah. officers. So, but you can,
0: you can choose to be tried by a judge as well, right? And then there's a special court martial, at least three members. the The general court martial is the big one. That's 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 the big one.
1: With the seven. Yes. Okay, so that's the one we're doing. Yep. So this is where we're at. So he's picked his panel of seven senior officers. Uh-huh. It's interesting to me. I wonder why he did that. Yeah,
0: you know, just just different by the rank. You know, the military actually kind of has a caste system. If you think about it, it's not really good. Mm -hmm. To reference a caste system. But, you know, a colonel probably is very educated. You know, the enlisted is too. uh, The enlisted force is educated as well, but you don't know, right? You know an officer sitting up there is educated and may give you a a better chance. I I don't, maybe that's why. I don't know, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Something else we'll get to in a little bit later, in a a minute, I guess makes sense. Also,
0: maybe all your peers, like all the enlisted, maybe you think that they're aggravated with you because you're giving them a bad name and you don't want them up there.
1: True. That's true. Yeah. That's smart. Right. Okay. So now the court martial is going to start. Now, you mentioned that there was some extra bit of evidence, right? So the army lab ends up coming up with a tiny glass taken from his coat, from Burke's, Brent Burke's coat. Mm-hmm. like So his military uniform coat. They compare it to the shattered door at the crime scene and it comes back as similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically say that it had to have been.
0: Yeah. Now, so CID must have went in and searched. You know, simultaneously while while the police department was running an investigation, CID was probably doing some stuff on base. Hey, you mind? If we're gonna go search his room. Maybe they searched it together with with the cops. You know, and maybe they collected the the uh, evidence. So, Why is it uh, just know, now
1: coming out though? It's been four one years. Well, the prosecutor
0: didn't want it, right? So th- that that's all. Uh, and and it's so I've done that before. I've worked with the local police department, mm-hmm. and I've been searching on base, and they've been searching off base at the same time for the same case. You know, maybe I had a detective with me. Uh, you know, but in and because we can secure evidence, so. Then you kind of just talk afterwards and share information and evidence and stuff. So,
1: are you the, obligated the, to give it over to them?
0: It depends on the jurisdiction. Yeah, the, the jurisdiction. But, but us holding evidence that they might have to return in our evidence locker is, is just good. That's just oh. as good. They can come take it out. and We can send it to the lab. Like we, we could send it to the lab on their, you know, for the case. So you oh. can work. You can work jun- jointly like that, as long as everything chain of custody and everything is good. I don't know why unless they went and searched afterwards, but that's four years afterwards. I that's don't what think I'm so. Saying. I don't think they did. Yeah. I think if they found glass, it had I to think they, they secured stuff right away. Yeah. I bet they took all his uniforms. Had to have been. Yeah. They had Because to have the uniform been. was you know, it was hey, he, he you know, had uh, what would they say? Oh, like my dad's jacket or whatever. So
1: Yeah.
0: All right. All right, so a piece of glass was similar, mm-hmm. plus all this other circumstantial, you know, the witnesses, you know, the dad giving him a gun, you know, the, the 9 millimeter. there's a lot of stuff here now that circumstantial, plus, plus this may potentially place him at the crime scene.
1: Right. I do want to say, though, that the, co- the coat that it was found on was not the same as what the mm. kids were saying they remembered seeing. Okay. So, but they, they didn't seem to... Yeah, this
0: is a shit show. I, 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 I just don't <laughs> understand.
1: Yeah, um, I want to point out burden of proof is the same in civilian world as it is in the yes, court-martial. Yes,
0: re- yes, beyond a reasonable doubt. Yep. Yes, that's correct.
1: But, but you kind of have a little bit more rights in a court-martial than in civilian court because they also allow a good soldier evidence.
0: Oh, a character reference? No, they allow that. Uh, you can have character uh, witnesses in, in she other courts.
1: Made, the girl that was explaining it made it seem like you can present your military service to these oh, this panel, yeah, 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 and yeah. if they look at your military service and say you are such a great soldier, there's no way you could have done this. So basically, they can use your service as like an end all be all of your innocence. Yeah, to yeah. say there's no way you could have done this. But,
0: but defense attorneys can do that in a regular court. They can bring up uh, your credibility and and your history and your background. Yeah, but the jury do doesn't
1: necessarily have to like listen to it. It kind of sounded like the panel was like. That was going to be so important to nah. them, especially maybe as officers. Maybe mm. that's why I was thinking. Maybe that's why he chose officers. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good reason. That's a real good reason. Yeah, uh, but the way they, she right, explained it, it just no, it's like just it was it's a checklist item on in the court martial. Okay, now let's look at his background. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was decorated. He made he rank. he was, you know, all those kind of things.
1: Apparently, he was yeah he was heavily decorated. Okay, uh, so they come back and they come back guilty. Mm-hmm. they give him life without parole they dishonorably discharge him and strip him of rank and he's at fort leavenworth in kansas they
0: stripped him of rank first and then they dishonorably discharged him
1: oh is that how that works yeah l- technically And may right? like think about that right they like actually ripped it off of his uniform no uh, yeah his mom uh, unless his mom was just being like yeah, dramatic
0: yeah no she she had it she,
1: she showed the like the the camera crew she showed his uniform with, like, the rank she was holding his rank, like, yeah, no, <laughs> she's just They're, being dramatic, yeah, he's
0: being dramatic. So, they punished him, right? But one has to come first, he's still on active duty, so they bust him down. Mm-hmm. And now, you are a, a, a no striper or whatever. Now, we're gonna kick you out as a no striper. What they bust him down to.
1: They didn't say. They just yeah. said stripped him of yeah, his rights.
0: Yeah, so that's just the technicality. They, 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 yeah.
1: Interesting. And did he go to Fort Leavenworth? Yep. Fort, Le- Fort Leavenworth in Kansas. Mm-hmm. He did an interview when he was still in prison for the civilian court. He did an interview and he. He wanted to just make a statement. He did one interview one time. He just wanted to make a statement about his innocence. I don't know. I didn't really like what, because for a while I'm sitting here like, I don't know that he did this. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I have a hard time believing that a four year old would, you know, remember things and be able to testify. But uh, he, he mentions like the time and he, he kind of quoted Uh, like I told you off camera he makes a quote that was similar to the OJ trial Mm -hmm. he says if the times don't fit then you must acquit but they did fit
0: so I don't understand what he's talking about he's trying to say that they don't
1: that it it doesn't make sense that the times don't fit and then he also says he's like my life has been taken away I lost my military career I lost my kids and that's it I'm like dude you also lost your wife yeah
0: and he made right, no comment yeah. yeah
1: so i'm like i'm over I here you didn't
0: want to divorce her you yeah know?
1: i'm like over here kind of believing that you mm-hmm. didn't do this like i'm kind of believing you and then th- you make that statement and he was just like stone face like had no emotion didn't mm-hmm. care anything about her didn't say anything nice i was like really you're trying to make me believe that you didn't do this and you didn't even mention her at all like what
0: it's a very thin case yeah so did he ever talk? Did he ever do an interview? Did they like? That was, only, ever, the one, that no, was the did, only the one. No, did he one. ever talk to the investigators?
1: And they did. I only saw the the,
0: so the him talking remained, to the federal law enforcement. He, yeah. Oh, he did talk to them. So what did he say? He denied it all. Yeah. Where did he say he was?
1: I don't remember. I wasn't paying much attention to hit, what he. Him. Well, that's
0: important, and that's the subject interview. That's yeah.
1: I don't think he said really where he, where he was though. Oh i sorry I remember he said he was out uh looking for cars looking for a truck he was truck shopping at at yeah because 11 39 he yeah, likes it doesn't help he him. likes doesn't to he likes to avoid the salespeople. he doesn't like the, the yeah. sales people he likes to avoid them Oh that's bullshit so yeah
0: so when when a bad guy is talking to you and he's giving you some bs story it just it just makes all the circumstantial evidence a little bit more comfortable and put puts it in a nice little neat box and you know what I mean yeah and I think that's what prosecutors do sometimes no nope, we're on we're on to it and prosecutors have heavy discretion you know heavy discretion they can decide not to prosecute and yeah. so they felt that they had enough now that's a good point in the court martial. He probably went. He went to probably went to Article Thirty Two first, right? Mm-hmm. Article Thirty Two is, is equivalent to like I call it equivalent to a grand jury, but it's it's a uh, equivalent to the arraignment, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. did they say whether he went to an Article Thirty Two? This is where they. Specify. This is where they determine whether or not there's enough probable cause to move forward with a a full trial, full court martial. I'm willing to bet they did that in this case and they uh, art, sounded pretty confident. Article 32. There's a convening authority, which is a mm-hmm. uh, 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 officer, a military officer who is a jag usually. Not it's not a judge. And then there's, uh, um, yeah, it's it's a convening authority. And then each side presents their their mm-hmm. their case. And um, I testified in Article 32 for a murder uh, investigation. Yeah, and I was up there for like two and a half hours. And you you're talking to the you know, the JAG, who's a, not a judge, it's a convening authority. And then they did, de- they decide, yep, there's enough probable cause here. Let's go forward with a court martial. And then the court martial is like the regular, you know, jury and everything. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that there was one of those that helped to make the decision. But it's a thin case. They I seemed feel like. pretty confident in it, though. It, it's a thin case. And this, this, um, one, this was 2011.
1: Mm, the court martial was, yes, 2011, March 2011, nine days, 2011 And we 12. can't,
0: we, you haven't been able to get the court transcripts or anything?
1: No, before. I'll look for them again. Yeah,
0: 11, let's try to find those. Uh, we it can should do be like pub- a second episode. Be, yeah, I'm just, well, I just want to read it myself. I'm interested, but okay, that's it. Cool.
1: Yeah. It was, I, it, it kind of seemed like it paralleled a little bit to the first case, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, our similar, very first but, case. Yeah, because of the, the distance. The,
0: the, the, the two different jurisdictions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and him being tried civilian, and mm-hmm. then. All right. thought it was a little.
0: Okay. That's how we do it. We just, you bring up the stuff, and I. Listen and talk. That's how we started this whole podcast yeah. thing.
1: It kind of seemed. I, I feel like this was a normal episode, though. It didn't yeah, yeah, really no, seem too I different. I guess maybe all our conversations so good for end us, up being the right? same. So, so good for us. We're
0: doing a good job. Then yeah. we're, doing, we're doing what we set out to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. Cool. The
1: point. All right. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening this week. Uh, Please go on Apple podcast and give us a rate and review. If you want to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can also leave us some messages on anchor.fm. We are on Instagram at true crime archives podcast. That's where we post all of the episode updates, information. We post our own updates. And we're also on Twitter at TC archives pod, right? Yeah. TC archives pod. Jeez. Yeah, and we will be here next week for a new episode.
0: Later. Bye.